Guess how many days I have had without childcare. No one cares. You in a row. This is what you signed up for. Guess. You knew what you were getting into. Guess. 18. 17. <laughs> wow. Really took the wind out of your sails when I guessed one more, huh? No, I guessed that you would guess a large number, and it's about right. And I am become chaos now. Yeah, you seem unhinged. I have looked into the eye of the storm, and uh, the storm got scared, and now I am the storm. And I think I, I say this not because it's interesting, but only just sort of to catalog it for the sake of posterity, because I'm sure at some point we're gonna put the pieces together and like you know find the code and all of this. Yeah, but we're recording late on a Saturday, which is pretty uh-huh. rare for us. It's it's sort of a a wild time to be recording. It's a wild time to be recording. Yeah. Anything could happen. Anything, yeah. So, for instance, at some point, I think probably my wife is going to come through this room and put one of probably these do children laundry to bed. Yeah, she does like to do laundry while we're recording. <laughs> yeah, my parents are here, and it sounds like my son's having a, a really hard time getting down. So we'll probably hear some screaming and huh. and things on this end too. So it's. I think it's just gonna. I think we're gonna bring a really odd energy tonight. Yeah, because it okay, sounds okay. like you're on day. Not quite 17. eighteen of yeah, no child chi- care. of not having any child care. Mm-hmm. Um, I also we we had COVID. Not oh, all yeah. of us, just Jamie. So I, I then had to do all the child care. Sounds like Jamie had a lot of COVID though. Yeah, Jamie has had a lot of COVID. Yeah, she yeah. got like she got the full dose of it. She got the kind you had because yeah. you when you got COVID. This is not interesting. We're gonna cut all this. Folks, we're back. We actually, it seems seamless, but we actually just cut a pretty boring conversation about our respective illnesses. It's me, it's Jack, it's Tanner. I'm interested to get into this. It's the Strange Bedfellows. We watched 27 Dresses this month. Tanner had what I can only describe as a rare allergic reaction to this perfectly fine uh, movie. And I'm interested to hear. I uh, thought it was absolutely despicable. Yeah. I thought it was. I thought. You, I thought you've been texting me like unhinged comments about this unimpeachably. I wouldn't say they were unhinged. I think. I think they're justifiably upset about a movie that has no like moral or <laughs> entertainment or like I don't even know. Like it. Ha- it provides no value in any way to the world. In fact, any all, all it does is detract. It just like. It serves as a, a perfect negative example of how not to be okay. any one of these people. Yeah. They're all despicable. They all care about no one but themselves. They okay. all treat each, each other terribly. I've never seen you have a moral reaction to a movie. I just thought it was, I thought it was a terrible movie. I thought it was a terrible movie. I thought it was terribly performed. I thought everyone in it was mean and bad. That's incorrect. And, and I hated watching it. I find myself in a difficult position because I quite like and, this movie. And I yeah. think anyone who likes this movie. Yeah. Oh, right. Yes. You said this. Is earlier. potentially like a psychopath. There's something wrong with them. Yeah. A psychopath. Okay. Yeah. Psychopath. Yeah. So that's me. I like this movie. I've seen it twice. 
Yeah. Um, the first time I saw it, I thought it was fine. This time, kind of improved on a second watch. I, I give it a B plus. It's fun. It's a fun movie. Nothing wrong with it. Very hard to Atrocious. see why someone would call it, um, as you did in a text to me, despicable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Very terrible. Hard. Very hard. It's to a see. really bad movie. It's it's pretty like bad to watch just on okay. a surface level. Yeah. Okay. Um, but then they're all just awful to one another too, and it okay. makes you not. just really like despair. You know, her sister's pretty. It makes you despair. The film we watched this week was called Twenty Seven Dresses, and you didn't like any of them. Should have been called Twenty Eight Dresses. First of all, strike no, one. I think Should have been twen- called Twenty Eight Dresses. I think the 27th dress is the dress she wears to her wedding. The 28th dress is the dress she wears to her wedding. Okay. Are you sure? Jack, did you watch the film? I did, and I was like, oh, it's clever because the 27th dress is the dress she wears to her wedding. But it's not. It's the 28th. No. Yes. Okay. Well, she's 27. That's a and the, That's a problem. And I was like, here's my burn, too. Okay. Perfect. Here's the film. <laughs> yeah. This woman goes to all the weddings because she loves weddings. Like, like some sort of like obsession with weddings. Yeah dangerous obsession with weddings yeah and she is always a bridesmaid and she collects all the bridesmaids dresses and the writer for the new york times it's not called the new york times in this it's called like the new york review of books slash info wars (laughs) yeah their weddings writer goes to her apartment sees the dresses writes about it and then she invites all 27 of her former brides that she was a bridesmaid for to be her bridesmaids and she makes them all wear the bad dresses and that's my burn that's your burn i just wanted to that's the i think it's the only good thing i think i'm starting to understand you and can i put this in ways that our listeners will understand and tell me if this is wrong tell me if this is unfair. it's not that you specifically hate the women in this movie or who watch this movie it's that you're genuinely concerned about ethics in wedding journalism (laughs) <laughs> is that yeah, what it I is? think <laughs> I mean first of all it is pretty the whole film is pretty unethical <laughs> yeah. she spends the whole time trying to like bet her boss yeah and, and at the and end he's like of course I can I'm your boss the love interest who is a wedding journalist is behaves quite unethically yeah very yeah. unethically so is that On a fair counts. summary of your position here well you're certainly adding to the the wall of evidence <laughs> that I'm building here <laughs> I've had, I've got I've, I have a few more red strings to add to my board okay. here. <laughs> no, I just didn't like it. I just didn't think it was a very good movie. I liked it. I thought it was cute. I normally, you know what's interesting? I well, is it interesting? I guess we'll find out. We'll leave it to the I listener. thought I I thought I'd shoot a little uh, a little shot across your bow when I watched it cuz I wasn't sure if you had watched it yet. Okay. But I thought in case he hasn't, let's see how he deal. Let's let's see how he reacts to this. Yeah. And I sent a little flare up and the flare said this movie is worse than Good Luck Chuck. Yes, you did send that. I found that. I yeah. found found that. I think that's that set the tone for how I've reacted to your reaction to the movie, which is hysterical. <laughs> I and not in a funny way. Just like you're out of control. Good Luck Chuck had all the same type of awful people as this yeah. movie, except sometimes it made me laugh. Okay, no, that's not well. And also, it's like this is like Good Luck Chuck if it weren't like occasionally regretfully funny this is so unfair because the way that you selected you chose this movie is you googled movies that are like good luck chuck and now you're (laughs) surprised that you didn't like the movie yeah (laughs) i'm surprised you liked it i think 
but I think let's talk about the resonance with Good Luck Chuck because in many ways it is a squeakquel and it has a lot of resonance to Good Luck Spiritual. Chuck. Because Good Luck Chuck is also about somebody who's always squeeric, a squeeric, squeer, squeeric, just squeakquel is perfect. Squeak-wool. I know I'm That's just trying to think of a squ- spiritual sequel. But then you turn it into like a varmint, squeak-wool. you know, like a squeakquel sequel. Boy, and he's still doing like if it's part of the Chipmunks universe, you know. Yeah. Okay. Like I, if that's the playground we are in. Okay. The Squirit- Chipmunks animated universe. It's a spiritual squeakquel. Thank you. It's a good luck, Chuck. And that's a technical term for something that um, has a lot of resonance. And uh, good luck, Chuck, is all, I think the reason that Google's whatever like crazy algorithm spat this back out at you when you said, I want, when you said, when you said I want something like good luck, Chuck. My oh, my wife is in the other room. The hurling pans, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe there's an intruder. <laughs> it's not that this movie is bad in the way that Good Luck Chuck is bad, because it's not. It's fine. It's that it's about someone who's always a bridesmaid, and that's what Good Luck Chuck is about, isn't it? Oh, maybe that's just, maybe that's my. I don't know why I would react strongly to that. Maybe I yeah. should bring that up in therapy with my better help <laughs> therapist. Yeah. <laughs> next week no I just didn't like it I thought it was a bad movie and I think you're a despicable person it's about ethics in wedding journalism it's about ethics in uh, wedding journalism it's about Catherine Heigl who I don't know she's from Grey's Anatomy she's from Knocked Up famously F- famously from Knocked Up yeah yeah. let's do Dramotis Personae she's yeah, in let's it who's in it she's Catherine Heigl she was sort of around I think for it's Hegel. a few years in maybe the, I'm just thinking like, of the philosopher late aughts yeah yeah you're thinking of <laughs> Hegel huh that's interesting. Should we talk about this in terms of dialectic? Her friend is in it? Yeah. Uh, that woman who's like always everyone's friend and everything. She's great. She's funny in this. Yeah. You know who we're talking about. Yeah. Sex bugs. <laughs> um, Catherine Hagel's in this really one. Really handsome guy. Catherine like Hagel's sort of friend is in it. Moppy, curly hair. I didn't think that the man that is didn't her Didn't catch his interest, character's name. Um, who's the wedding journalist. real name. I didn't yeah. think he is handsome. Oh, is that okay? To strikingly say? handsome. Is that allowed I don't think to say? It's okay to say because you shouldn't comment um, on people's and then looks. The same guy who got dumped by Cameron Diaz in the Holiday, who was oh, in yeah. Saving Private Ryan. Oh, is that the, the same guy? Yeah, Saving Private Ryan. Huh. Interesting. Is in this one, and he plays Catherine Hagel's. He's like the guy that Catherine he's a Baxter. In love with. He's a Baxter. What's a Baxter, you ask? No, it's from not the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Sarah will be pleased I'm talking about this. Sarah is a huge fan of a movie that only she has seen. Literally no one else in the world has seen it. That's called The Baxter. I think it stars Ben Stiller. Whoa. Did she buy it from that um, pharma bro guy? Yeah. Yeah, she bought it from Martin Shkreli. There's only yeah. one copy. He was like, you sure <laughs> he you bought it the- from Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang, oh, Yeah. <laughs> And then he resold it. Sarah bought it. <laughs> yeah, so only she's seen it. Um, and I, I could be wrong about it starring Ben Stiller, but the premise is a good one, which is that in every romance movie, you know, I think maybe it's like um, the, you, one of those is guys she from, around. One of those Doesn't guys sound from, like you really have it down. Yeah, I could ask her. You want me to bring her in? Yeah, if she's around. Yeah, she might be pissed because she's like dealing with the kids, but I'll ask her. All right, hang tight. At least ask her who the guy in it is.
hello. I'm sorry Hi. I'm glitching. Yeah, you are glitching. Sorry, I look like Max Headroom. Um, <laughs> That's okay. Jack was telling me about a film that you bought from Martin Shkreli. Nope. Uh, the Farmer Bro. Nope. That only you have seen. Nope. I mean, Jack, I hope not. Jack, can you explain it better? What's He's... the film that only Sarah's seen? It's a film that only I've seen? Yeah. It's like... Um, that, I don't think that... that's accurate. I'm sure... Ben Stiller's in it? I'm sure some dozens of people have seen it. <laughs> ben Stiller's in it? Is Ben Stiller in it? No. This is why I brought you in here. <laughs> <laughs> We're just trying to get to the name, the bottom of the name of this film, because Jack okay. was no help. Okay. It's called The Baxter. Uh, the Baxter. Yeah, it's called The Baxter. And it's the guy from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? N- no, it doesn't have anything it's to like do with fly. Teenage like Mutant Ninja Turtles. Nope. No, no, he's okay. not half fly. Uh, wow, Jack has really <laughs> completely missold this film. Okay, yeah, it has um, nothing to do what, with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that I'm aware of. What does it have to do with 27 Dresses? Uh, Not much. Other than okay. they're both romantic comedy films. Uh, okay. The Baxter stars Michael Showalter and Michelle Williams. Um, wow. Yeah. Not yeah. Ben Stiller at all. No, not Ben Stiller. Um, Justin Theroux is in it. Um, he's not Ben Stiller either. But no. Yeah, he's Jack, a guy. You re- Jack really left us with a lot of uh, pieces Okay. Here. Okay. But not a lot of instruction because he just said, "Get to the bottom of this movie with Sarah." Okay, get to the bottom of this it's movie. The, the it's Baxter. called the Baxter. It stars Michael Showalter and Michelle Williams. It's very good. Okay, it's the the Baxter is a term that Michael Showalter's character comes up with in the film to describe the guy the girl is supposed to marry, and then the guy she really loves bursts into the wedding and oh, yeah. stops the wedding and is like, no, I love you. You should be with me. I see. Okay. I see where, okay, I now I understand. James Marsden in this movie is the Baxter, and that's what Oh, Jack that's true. That's true. Yes. Yep. James Marsden yep. in this okay. movie has had that moment, and also yep. in the film The Baxter, Michael Showalter has that moment with Elizabeth Banks and Justin okay. Theroux. Yeah. Mm. And then he has another whole film take place with Michelle Williams as well. Wow. It's really good. Gotta, I, I think well, maybe it's kind we'll of, watch that next. Yeah, we should. It's really good. Um, it's uh, <laughs> possibly criminally underseen by anyone except me, but it's an excellent. Yeah, you're gonna film. have to share it. I don't know if Martin Shkreli feels okay. About okay, Mar- that, I don't know how Martin Shkreli came into this conversation, but he has nothing that, to do you're with gonna it. You're gonna have to ask Jack. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Nothing to do with it um, at all. All right. Cool. Perfect. Okay, Got all. to the bottom of it. Thank okay, you. Great. So um, we're calling him the Baxter, James he's, Marsden. He's the Baxter. We're still in personas, if you dr- will, dramatis personae. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, he's Baxter. He's left okay. by his wife. Yeah, at some point before the film takes place. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. All yeah. right. I'll get Jack. Okay. Nice to talk to you as always, Tanner. Yeah. Likewise. You can have this baby. Okay, I'm gonna put him to bed. Okay. Good night. Night, 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 Uncle Tanner. Good night, Lewis. You guys get to the bottom of that. So. Let me ask. Let me just make sure I understand what happened. Okay. <laughs> you want to call the guy who has dark hair, who I think is handsome, that you do not think is handsome, the Baxter. 
I want to call the boss the Baxter. The boss is not the Baxter. The handsome guy is the Baxter. The Baxter is a technical term for somebody who is like seems like they're the love interest, but is it's another person. I uh, sorry, I misunderstood. I thought Sarah described it the opposite way. Well, it's the she person might've... who bursts bursts into the room hey, and says, "I don't know. No. I haven't seen it in a while." Bursts into the wedding and says, "No." <laughs> but maybe maybe I misheard her. But either way, I think if my hearing of Sarah, my interpretation of Sarah is correct, <laughs> then James Marsden is the Baxter. Okay. And if yours is correct, then the boss Saving is Private the Ryan is the Baxter. Anyway, it's a squeakle to good luck, Chuck. It's about ethics in wedding journalism, and we should probably say uh, what it's about. I'll say it since you're... Um, it doesn't seem like you can be trusted to talk about this movie without calling it despicable. <laughs> Catherine Hagel's in it. Yeah. She want me to say what it's about. We don't. We've She's done with the absolutely despicable. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say she, it. She's got this this obsession with weddings. Yeah, she, that's not Unhealthy. true. Unhealthy. That's not inaccurate. Unhinged obsession with weddings okay. to the point where she's like hunting women down, stalking them. Like no, she's not becoming ingratiating themselves herself to them. Like becoming a big part of their lives to the point where. Um, she becomes a bridesmaid. She's so a perfect she bridesmaid in the the big day. She manipulates very, people. That's that's um, worms her way into their lives just to get that that nod, that bridesmaid nod. So that's that an interpretation on that. that is not substantiated by the text here. Absolutely, <laughs> substantiated by the no. text of the film. It's not. She is very good at helping people plan their weddings, and she is always invited to be a bridesmaid. And this has happened mm-hmm. so many times that, in fact, she's been to 27 of these fucking things as the bridesmaid. Yeah. And she's such a... Uh, and she loves it. And she loves it. A charmless hag that she'll never get married herself. She's got this, like... We see in the very beginning of the film this, like, flashback. What yeah. we should call um, Jeff and Elmer in, but... yeah. Uh, it's her as a child, and I can't now. I can't even remember what the details of the flashback are, but she it it cements this like lifelong love. She like of, solves a problem with her either her aunt or her stepmom's yeah, at, dress, at and and I think that's probably one of the dresses. Yeah, Jeff or Elmer is in this movie. There's a scene. I don't know. It's like at the one hour and seven minute mark. They're in a bar. This oh, yeah. is the scene that leads up to um, them hooking up. They're in a bar and they're having a pretty boring conversation. And I can't describe this, but if you watch the one movie, of many. you got to look for this. It's at the one hour and seven minute mark. Uh, the guy, the extra who is sitting next to them is so <laughs> fucking unbelievably invested in their conversation. It is very funny. I had to rewind it's it on YouTube. so that Let we could watch look. it. <laughs> Twenty-seven. Wish, he's so, it's like, I always love it when extras I do found this. It. You found it? Yeah. Okay, well, you're just watching it. Uh, can you describe what he's doing? <laughs> yeah, it's the scene. <laughs> Why? It's an odd thing that happens in this film, too, by the way. Yeah. Because now I'm now I'm watching this clip loudly. It's them. Is this the the scene where they're singing Benny and the Jets? Yeah, but it's before they sing it. The, the, it's the conversation they have leading up to singing it. There's a guy right behind him in, in the whole scene. Um, who's sort of like a just a just a totally like average looking white guy with a goatee, and he, every now and then he'll just really get a good look at James Marsden. Yeah, and then every now and then he'll get a really good look at Catherine Heigl. 
And then every now and then he'll just look you. Yeah, but right he, down the barrel of the camera. Prior to the senior watching, he's sitting next to them at the bar, and he is just like the star of that conversation, even though his face is like out of focus. It is very funny, and that's he's, definitely he's either Jeff. Or a lot Robert. of this. Yeah, <laughs> there's also a guy on the other side behind Catherine Hagel who's also doing a lot of like yeah big looks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And maybe it's one of each. Maybe it's Jeff. Yeah, and maybe it's they're, Jeff. They're just to like and prevent any time crimes. And I think I've already found one. Yeah, which is okay. Catherine Hagel's hair seems to um, it con- it's constantly changing. It's it changes pretty vast wildly, swings pretty wildly between uh, sort of reddish brown and curly. Yeah, and sort of like very like light blonde and straight. Hmm. That's a time crime. That's exactly how it happens in Jet Li's The One, too. Remember? One of the ones is like a surfer guy with like a surfer haircut. Right. And we should say for folks who haven't seen The One, we haven't described the plot of this movie, but the plot of The One is that if you are able to travel between alternate universes and kill the version of you in that universe, you gain all of their powers. And someone, a Jet Li... Is, has done that effectively throughout all six of the seven universes. Until he gets to so this universe very where our Jet Li is like a time cop. Yes. Whew. Yeah. Good stuff. Can we watch that? Please? So that's probably what's happening here, and it explains how she's able to go to, like, sometimes she goes to, like, multiple weddings on the same night. In One's yeah. in Brooklyn and one's in Manhattan. There's literally no way you could go back and forth between weddings in like Dumbo and you did look like you were throwing up a little bit (laughs) between like Dumbo and like I don't know the East Village or wherever it is unless uh, you were time traveling (laughs) yeah or unless there's two of them yeah or unless there's two of them yeah Anyway, interesting stuff we should say the movie I'll say it again you can't be trusted to talk about it Um, let me me pick up where I left off perfect Um, so then at eventually she sort of draws the attention of this this sort of like a wedding pua. A pua is a technical term for someone in the pickup artist community. I feel like you always James think Marsden, everyone knows what who's always is. who's who's like immediately just like on her, you know, like like it's like a night at the Roxbury skit. He's just like all over her. She says clearly no, and he's like, I'm gonna wear you down. And here's the other thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna use my job at the New York Times, which you like. Catherine Hagel, you fawn over me about because yeah. she's a huge fan of his writing because yeah. she loves weddings. But she doesn't know that he's the guy because he writes under a pen name. He writes the wedding. And he uses all of that to to try to uh, manipulate her. Into, yeah. And the main thing he does is he steals her planner. Having a relationship. Oh, yeah. And he steals her planner. And uses it to like track her down oh, and it's full of weddings. Despicable do you want to see what would happen if you stole Awful. my planner and what you would be able to do with it? Yeah, please. Okay. So I'm going to share my screen How many here. weddings do you have coming up? Um, let's see. How do I... That would actually probably bum me out, seeing what weddings I didn't get invited to that you did. Okay. Let's take a look. You ready? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're sharing your screen. Yeah. Here so here's my planner. What are you going to do? Okay. What are you going to do? Are you going to arrange a meet cute? What's your, what's your plan? What's um, TBP? TBP is an acronym for Team Body Project. It's uh, I get every morning I yeah, get yeah, on yeah. a Zoom like with my friend... Crossfit. Yawn, and we do a exercise routine together. What's a SB? Strange Bedfellows. It's a sign that we're going to record or release a Strange Bedfellows episode. Who's Ella? Ella is my um, niece. All right. I'm 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 digging in here for it. Now, I've got my, my like 
Snoop hat on. Yeah. You know, I'm digging through your calendar looking for that juicy little little tidbit. Yeah. Um, something I can really like stick it to you with. Uh-huh. That's what you want me to do, right? Well, I don't know. You I want just... the like wild expose that's gonna like reveal you to everyone, right? Based on your calendar. Yeah. All right, let's go back and let's talk about um, Jack Dentist on January fifth. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Let's fucking let's get it out there. I don't care. I have no secrets. I'm learning from this conversation that I must have fucking six goddamn months ago booked a damn stupid dental checkup and it's it's coming up again. <laughs> And are you gonna you're gonna be there with flowers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, click into the info on that one. Okay, let's click into the info. I don't think there's gonna be much because I probably just like put it on in my phone. You just invite your wife to everything. I invite my wife to everything so she knows. Oh, you know you, should, you can just she can well whatever. I'll give you some tips. Okay. Um, no, I got nothing. I'm I'm coming up dry. I mean, I I can use this. Yeah. Now I know that at least once a week, uh, generally on. It looks like Fridays. Yeah. I can catch you around 7 p.m. doing something called SB Record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, maybe I'll see you there next time. <laughs> yeah. Bring flowers. <laughs> <laughs> so he does that to her, but it's like more interesting because she, she has like mostly weddings and he steals her plan. Well, yeah. And then he writes, and then he writes like a fucking like brutal takedown of her. This woman who like, is nobody, and he's writing for the New York Times. It's not called the New York Times. It's called like the the New York like Gazette or something like that. Here's like a, a like independent wedding planner. Yeah, who this guy decides to do like this takedown of, like okay. personal takedown about how she's unlovable. Yeah, uh, and the New York Times runs it, and like he wins like a fucking Pulitzer. So that's it. important, and this is about ethics in wedding journalism. He decides he wants to like get out of the game of like announcing weddings, and his wedding announcements are very romantic, and she's obsessed with them. But he's like a cynic; he doesn't know how to love, and yeah. uh, and not only is he a cynic who doesn't know how to love and just kind of like fakes his exuberance for these wedding announcements, he's desperate to get out of the wedding announcement game and into the feature wedding game. And he sees yeah. his opportunity in this woman who is always a bridesmaid and literally has 27 bridesmaid dresses and goes over to, their ho- to her house and they have a she funny changes. interaction where she's like, oh, I'll show you all the dresses. It's kind of weird, but he takes pictures and then uses those pictures and her story. <laughs> oh, by the way, did you catch what he was taking pictures of her with? No, what, a camera? It was like an elf instant camera. This movie's full of product placement. Okay. Th- that's nothing. <laughs> the, the, I'm, it is I'm on your side ethics. briefly here. You're like focusing on the fucking camera. I am saying the despicable thing that he genuinely does, which is without oh, yeah. telling her, he makes her the subject of like a A1 <laughs> feature in the New York yeah, yeah. Times about like a woman who like, is always so a bridesmaid like and never a bride. Incapable of being and loved, yeah. uses pictures he took of her without her permission, and it's fucked. Yeah. And it's not, yeah. although I do like this movie, and I think you're a literal lunatic for how much you don't like this movie, I, I, I'm I, on the right side of history here. I, I do I think feel it. that his behavior is despicable, as you describe it, and that the movie doesn't de- treat it with the gravity that it deserves. Yeah. The movie is like, oh, it's a problem, but it's fine, and it's not okay. It's not okay from a journalistic perspective. It's not okay from uh, like dating someone perspective. It's not. Okay. We get this. We get a, there's a, this movie's heavy on the montages, which yeah. were actually all pretty fun, so I don't mind that. But we get a pretty wow. good montage during the 
the the wedding dress scene where she's showing him all 27 wedding dresses where we see several of the um not all 27 yeah i yeah. guess we see all 27 why the fuck not yeah they only focus on it for a few seconds we're talking like a minute long scene at most yeah they show us all 27 they show dresses. Us all the dresses yeah it's good um and we see every wedding um and some of them are pretty uh well unbelievable yeah do you want to hear my funny burns before we go to break yeah. Since we're in technically in a long burn of the week. Still in burn of the week, yeah. Uh, this is a funny one. I was just glancing at this, and it made me chuckle again. Uh, she's always a bridesmaid, and it does this thing that these rom-coms do that it's been talked about by everyone, so we don't need to dwell on it too much, but it's like the premise is that Catherine Hagel is too unlovable <laughs> oh, yeah. and unremarkable to ever like find a lover and it's oh like, and her sister <laughs> oh we didn't even get to her yeah. sister so this is the funny part her sister like comes in and she's obsessed Catherine Hagel is obsessed with her boss he's the Baxter and yeah. um, maybe am I using that term correctly he's saving private Ryan he's part fly <laughs> yeah he's yeah and she's in love with him, and then her sister comes to stay, and her sister, like, snakes him out from under her, and it's a real issue. Uh, un- under a veil of lies and, like, deception. Yeah. But there's a funny burn where, like, they have a whirlwind romance, and then he wants to do a secret proposal to her, and she is, like, on her way to the restaurant where the secret proposal is about to happen, and Catherine Hagel walks in by accident, and everyone, like, unfurls this big banner that says, oh, yeah. will you marry me? <laughs> And like whoever's in charge of the event goes. Oh, hey guys, 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 hold it! She's not the one. She's not the one. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Pretty funny. Funny. What else is funny? Um, Nothing, because the movie was. It's not quite funny. funny. Um, if you have a soul. Yeah, that's my funniest burn. I'm gonna leave it at that. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back, and I want to do a name generator with you, and I want to talk mm. about Mortal Kombat. Oh, perfect. I'll I'll bone up during the break. What do you want to do first? You want to uh, make a get over here? Okay, yeah. Talk to me about Mortal Kombat. Yeah, uh, it's at the one. Scorpion says that by the way. Our not just Scorpion. Hmm? Not just Scorpion. At what? the one. It's not just Scorpion. At the one hour. Who and says get over here? It's not just Scorpion who says get over here. Let me say this. At the one hour and 39 minute mark, Catherine Hagel says the following thing to Kevin, who's the one of the guys. Kevin, I've been waiting my whole life for the right guy to come along, and then you showed up, and you were nothing like the man I imagined. You're cynical and cranky and impossible. But the truth is fighting with you is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I think there's a very good chance that I'm falling in love with you. So, Kevin, I just really, um... (sighs) And then Kevin says, Get over here. Get over here! (laughs) Get over here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's Scorpion. Um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's Scorpion. That's what I was going to say. You said, yeah. no, he's not. Scorpion's not the only one who says, get well, okay, over here. Yeah. And you were saying that Kevin was maybe an example of someone else who does, but I think that's Scorpion. <laughs> you think that's Scorpion? Because describe Scorpion's face to me. Cynical, cranky, impossible. These are all things Catherine Hagel says of him. And I think that's right about Scorpion, right? 
Well, I'm looking at his uh, Wikipedia. Well, I'm sorry, his like <laughs> Mortal Kombat wiki page. What did Catherine Hagel say his trademark was? You're nothing like the man I imagine. You're cynical, cranky, and impossible. Cynical, cranky, impossible. No. It okay. says here that Scorpion has fire breath and reveals a skull under his mask before immolating his opponents. Okay, well then the next thing she says maybe does make sense. She says, The truth is fighting with you is the best thing that's ever happened to me. It says here that dis- uh, depicted as a neutral party in most games, Scorpion generally forgoes the franchise's main conflicts to pursue his personal missions. But I think that fighting with him would might be a really good thing for Scorpion is a rival and ally of the younger Sub-Zero. I think he's so, just a, a reskin of Sub-Zero. <laughs> no, you're... <laughs> that's so pig-headed of you to say that. <laughs> they have, okay. both have rich mythologies. But listen, she begins her thing by saying, I've been waiting my whole life for the right guy to come along, and then you showed up. That is probably true of if, you're, if it's from the perspective of whoever's like running the Mortal Kombat tournament. Right. Like they've been waiting for like the oh yeah it's like portal based right yeah and then suddenly they would just show up up. and then he says fighting with you is the best thing that ever happened to me because Scorpion's going to be the champion probably right I haven't seen the movie in a while the one that came out recently fuck oh you're talking this is why there's so much confusion between you and I yeah because you're talking about film lore and here I've been talking about video game lore the whole time. okay that's crazy yeah. Do you want to do a quick name generator? And I'll warn you in advance. Yeah, please. I've done no work on this in terms of pre-production beyond- Let daddy, let daddy get in there and- Thinking that it might be fun to Mix do. it up a little bit. What is your- Wedding announcement. Oh, perfect. Um, wedding announcement in the times. Do you want to- Go to Makaru. Yeah, let's head to Makaru. Folks playing along at home, it's Makaru.com. It's a site that can get you anything, and it can give you your make your wildest dreams come true. So let's see. We want first name. Well, we know that's you. So we'll just find who you're marrying. Yeah, you'll need the name of your bride or groom. So we'll just do name for that. Should we do a full name for that? I'm going to say bride. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with sort of. I'm just going to pick full name. Uh, what I already have, what I know. Okay, then you can pick first name, female, and last name. Yeah. Okay. First name, female, last name. So well, we know guess... Tanner Greenery. That's an input that you already have. Your name is, you, you know it. And then you're marrying first name, last name. You know what? I'm not going to, you know what? I think yeah. that feels icky to me. Yeah. Okay. To just, to, to call my shot like that. I'm just going to go full name. Yeah. That's what I've done. Take all, take all comers. Yeah. All um, right. And then what do we how do we do a wedding announcement? So we should say where they met, right? Yeah, let's I'm gonna go pull one up here. This week's wedding announcements. Let yeah, me pull one perfect. up. That's great. Um, Sarah Green and Hugo Burnham, congratulations on your nuptials. Congrats, guys. Here's what I can tell you. Okay. Sarah Green and Hugo Burnham met on July twenty fifteenth at a okay. breakfast in Gloucester. Perfect. So we need where Arranged they met. Arranged by a friend of Mr. Green. Of Mr. Green. Okay. When, and where, how, and, and how they met. And under what circumstances. Yeah. And then it goes on to just, just sort of describe their their early love. It's a little bio. It says that he is twice divorced and has a daughter with a previous wife. Okay. It has so a little quote say, from each of them. How many kids? Yep. 
And then there's a little quote here saying why he loves her and why he's excited about getting married. And then there's a quote from her saying the exact same thing. Okay, so here's what I've got for you. We'll need full name of bride or partner, where they met, when they met, how they met, how many kids from a previous marriage, and then a quote from each. And we'll have to, Makaru is almost perfect, but we will have to go to another site to get our quote. Yeah, we'll just... Well, but we can do what we've done in the past, which is um, we can generate a movie for each of the two quotes and then find the most famous quote from that movie. Oh, good idea. Yeah. Okay, so we've got name. So that's going to be full name. And yep. where they met. Location. I, we can do airport name. Um, that's new, I think. And that that's feels new. tempting. Yeah. I don't think we've played with that Yeah, we just yet. haven't played with airport name before. Do you want to fuck around with that? Or do you want to each do a different one? Let's see if there's any other new ones, but... Oh, you know what? You can do department corporate. Oh, you do airport name, and I'll do department corporate, and then it'll be like, we met at work. Oh, here. I, I'm seeing street number, street name, and street suffix, and I'm just going to go ahead and do all... F- oh, no. Here's just street address. I'm going to do street address. Okay. I'm going to pop that into Google and see where it, where it is. That's great. I've got department corporate, and then we need when they met. Yeah. I already did mine. It's um, uh, April 20th, 1969. <laughs> Let's see how they met. How are we going to do that? That's what I'm. Uh, that's what I'm investigating now. Yeah. There's a category here called advanced. Okay. Should we see what that is? Naughty string. No. That's. This is all like coding stuff. This is the hardest one. We might how have to go to. Met. Why do, let's go to Chat GPT for how they met. Okay. Okay. Wow. Multiple docs now. Do you think that's reasonable? I think it's required. Okay, so I'll have you do that. Well, I guess I could do it too. We're going to do both of these. But what are the other categories we need to fulfill? We need how many kids from a previous marriage. And name, presumably. Can we just get a number here? First name. I'm going to do first name and I'm going to do kid. And And then what else? Number and then I'm going to do first name. Okay, this is pretty complicated, but that's okay. uh, First name, yeah. Okay, and now we need two quotes. So we just need to pull two movies. Oh, right. Okay. And then we'll we'll get the quotes from this. So this is a lot going on. Quote. So one. just go to movie title twice. Quote so I two. think what we'll do is we'll generate all of this stuff in Makaru, and then we'll go over to ChatGPT, enter what we have, and then ChatGPT will be able to, uh, using its AI, it's very sophisticated and slightly troubling AI, it'll be able to tell us a story about how he met. Okay, ChatGPT. Okay, so that's at the end. Are you ready? I'm all set. Okay, yeah, I think I'm set too. I've got quotes. Yep. And I've got all my Makaru stuff. Okay, do you want to hear my stuff and you can take notes? In ChatGPT? No, I need you to take notes as I tell you about my the person I'm getting married to so you can then input all that information into ChatGPT and we'll get a story about how we met. Okay. Uh, the Shepard family are pleased to announce the nuptials of Jack Alexander Shepard and Brunhilde Duffer. Wait, which, what am I getting here? You're the Brunhilde Duffer? I'm not writing everything you're saying, am I? Get the information you need to plug it into ChatGPT and we'll get a story about how we met. Bride. Brun- Bride. Brunhilde Duffer. Hilda Duffer. Okay. Um, they met during a uh, business development seminar. Okay. On May 1st, 2022. You're right. It's not funny to have a day. Jack has 53 kids from a previous marriage. Uh Uh-huh. And Brunhilde has uh, 38 kids uh, from a previous marriage, all named Brunhilde. 
Jack's kids are all named Carl. When asked about his love for Brunhilde, Jack said the following. I told the boy when you dream about bad things happening, it means you're still fighting and you're still alive. It's when you start to dream about good things that you should start to worry. Um, okay. And that's something that Viggo Mortensen says in The Road. Oh, right, yes. <laughs> uh, and then Brunhilde, when asked about her love for Jack, said, One thing is clear. The pride led by Silver Eye will kill her three cubs to wipe the Jean Slate clean. And that's from a uh, documentary called The Last Lions. I don't know what to do with that information. Okay. Well, put whatever you can into ChatGPT and ask it to get a story about how about how we met. ChatGPT. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Write me a wedding announcement. Write me a wedding announcement, including a cute story about how they met regarding the nuptials of... And then you can say the information. Jack Shepard and Brunhilde Duffer. They met at a business development seminar. Brunhilde has 37 kids from a previous marriage, all named Brunhilde. Jack has 53 kids from a previous marriage, all named Carl. And um, when asked about, let's just use my quote. When asked about his love for Brunhilde, Jack says, and I'll tell you the quote if you want, or I can text it. How many kids does Brunhilde have? 37. Okay. And so I've texted you the quote. And I'll just say, include this quote from Jack. Yeah, that's great. And then I'm just going to hit play. Yeah, and let's see what happens. Okay. Wow. I think it might be doing a remarkable job. (laughs) They really are going to steal our... Jobs. Jobs. Yeah. No, it's terrifying. <laughs> James Marsden should be fucking shaking in his boots right now. <laughs> On a beautiful sunny day, Jack Shepard and Brunhilde Duffer exchanged their vows and became husband and wife. The couple met at a business development seminar where they instantly hit it off. <laughs> Jack has 53 kids from a previous marriage, all named Carl, and Brunhilde has 37 kids from a previous marriage. Despite their large, blended family, the couple fell in love and knew they were meant to be together. (laughs) During the ceremony, Jack shared a quote that he holds dear to his heart. (laughs) I told the boy, when you dream about bad things happening, it means you're still fighting and you're still alive. It's when you start to dream about good things that you should start to worry. The couple celebrated their love with their large family and friends. (laughs) They are looking forward to a lifetime of happiness together. Congratulations, Jack and Brunhilde. That's so nice. You could just run that in the New York Times tomorrow. That's, and I think I might. <laughs> yeah, submit that. Do they take Yeah, I think they'll take something like that. Because if we yeah. did all the work for them already. Well, yeah, us and Makaru. Yeah, and Makaru. We'd have yeah. to, it'd have to be a triple byline. <laughs> yeah. That was beautiful. That was great. That was really sweet. All right, you tell me yours, and I'm going to take notes, and we'll get, get a nice Well, my, you know my name. It's Tanner Greenring. Yep. Um, my... Spouse is named Spence Gallo. Spence Gallo. That's lovely. Um, where are we getting married, you ask? Good mm-hmm. question. Where are you getting married? No, where did you meet? Oh, where did we meet? Good question. Yeah. Um, oh, they're fake addresses that Mockery makes up. Okay. Uh, 63 Golf Drive. Okay. G- Golf, G-O-L-F? Uh-huh. Okay. 63. Met on 63 Golf Drive. Uh-huh. <laughs> did you want the exact address? Sure, yeah. 
Yeah, it's 63 Golf Drive. It's in, um, you're not going to believe it. It's actually in Haryana, India. Okay, in Haryana, how do you spell that? H-A-R-Y-A-N-A. Okay, in Haryana, India. Yeah, mm-hmm. great. Um, and then, let's see. Uh, I have um, one kid from previous marriage named Imogene. Previous marriage named Imogene. And Spence has 69 kids from previous <laughs> marriage, obviously. Okay. And what are their names? Um, they all have different names, unlike your kids. Um, but one of them is named Granny, weirdly. G-R-A-N-N-I-E, it says here. Should we say it's his favorite? Yeah, I think so. Well, actually, there is there is one uh, three down from Granny named uh, Spence. Okay. So maybe that might be Spence's favorite. Can I get a third one, please? Cause just for an ascending tricolon here. Uh, yep. R- Yoko. Okay, that's perfect. Okay. And then what's a what's a lovely quote that you that makes you think of Spence? Oh right, um, let me see. So Spence said this. Um, the movie Makaru gave me was Michael Moore's Fahrenheit 9/11. <laughs> um, let okay. me rerun it. Okay. This is much better. Tyler Perry's Single Moms Club. <laughs> okay, that's great. Quotes. Okay, the one and only quote, famous mm-hmm. quote from yep. Tyler Perry's Single, Moms, Single Club. Moms Club is, divorced four years, we're good people, just not good together. So Perfect. That's great. Yeah. Just not good together. Okay, and then what's your quote about him? Oh, my quote about Spence. Um, I'll have to find another movie that's not. Um, here we go. You go down to quotes here. Perfect. Wow, this movie got it bad. What's the movie? Well, I'll just tell you the quote. Maybe you can figure it out on your own. Okay, perfect. When asked about my love for Spence, this is what I had to say. Okay. Charles Xavier did more for mutants than you will ever know. Okay. My single greatest regret is that he had to die for our dream to live. That's great. Single greatest regret is that he had to die our dream to live is that from good luck chuck 2006's x-men the last ah. the last stand okay so i think that's all the info i need to go and get uh your wedding announcement from yeah please GPT. okay so let's try it out this is scary it's going to take our jobs um write me a wedding announcement including a cute story maybe say something how- other than cute couple for us because i don't think our story mine it's my story the story of me and spence all right i'm gonna say an i would incredible. not say is cute passionate and a, a passionate story Ooh, scintillating scintillating a scintillating story about how the couple met. the couple getting married are tanner Greenring and spence gallo they met 63 on, golf lane on 63 at 63 golf drive in golf haryana drive. india Tanner has one kid from a previous marriage named Imogene. Spence has 69 kids from a previous marriage with all different names. His favorite kids are named Granny, Spence, and Yoko. Spence says of his love for Tanner, Divorced four years, we're good people, just not good together. Tanner says of his love for Spence, Charles Xavier did more for mutants than you will ever know. My single greatest regret is that he had to die for our dream to live. I'm just going to include, I guess, your quote. Sure. Come on, ChatGPT. 
Okay. Okay, here we go. ChatGPT figured out what I wanted. Wow. Okay. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Okay, you ready for this? Get your tissues ready, everybody. It's my favorite New York Times wedding announcement writer. I can't wait to read what he writes this week. (laughs) Well, it's about you this week. (laughs) Deranged. We are pleased to announce the marriage of Tanner Greenery and Spence Gallo, who met at the unexpected location. That's you. Who met at the unexpected location of 63 Golf Drive in Haryana, India. <laughs> it is unexpected that you gave the full address. <laughs> Tanner, who has one child from a previous marriage named Imogene, was immediately uh-huh. drawn to Spence, who has a whopping 69 children from his previous marriage, with all different names. <laughs> Spence's favorite children. <laughs> are named Granny, Spence, and Yoko. Uh-huh. When asked about his love Good for kids. Spence... Great yeah. kids. When asked about his love for Spence, Tanner had nothing but sweet words to share. <laughs> Charles Xavier did more for mutants than you will ever know. My single greatest regret is that he had to die for our dream to live. The couple's love story began on the golf course. <laughs> oh, because it's 63 golf yeah. drive where they bonded over their shared love for the game and quickly realized they had a connection like no other. From that moment on, they knew they were meant to be together. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) After a year of dating and many adventures together, Tanner and Spence decided to tie the knot and begin their new life as a family. We are thrilled to celebrate this special occasion with them and wish them a lifetime of happiness. (laughs) Congratulations. Wow. That's so lovely. Yeah. I'm seeing if it that's exactly what it said on mine, too. Yes, it is. Looking forward to a lifetime of happiness together. Well, 70 kids. <laughs> you know, I don't, let's see. What's yours added up? 37 and 53. Way more. That's, a, that's like 90 kids. Yeah. Spent, spent a huge amount of effort getting the perfect funny number of kids, and you totally ruined it. <laughs> I know. Well... <laughs> Imaging can stay with her grandparents. Yeah. Uh, that's all the time we have for today. It's a pretty good movie. Uh, I recommend Terrible it. It's fun. Movie. Do not watch it unless <laughs> you just want to like despair for humanity. Goodbye, everyone. Uh, thank you, Tanner, to you for bearing with me this week. I haven't been I haven't been so shaken by a, <laughs> a by a piece of property that we like a property that we consumed yeah a piece of media that we consumed for this podcast since Cormac the, McCarthy's The Road <laughs> The Road okay yeah <laughs> similar similar yeah <laughs> just in terms of like rocking your world with yeah horror. just yeah yeah just like <laughs> the sheer like. A whole new universe of people being absolutely awful to each other has opened up to me. <laughs> it's a fun movie. I recommend it if you've Terrible. got some time on your hands. There are better rom-coms out there, but this one was fun, and it was cute. I would like to thank you, Tanner, very much for bearing with me. I, I already did, but I'm doing it again. And I'd like do to it thank again. the Baby Nation and the Bee Babies so very much for bearing with us. We do love and kiss you all day and every day and all throughout every single day, and sometimes all the way into the evening, late late evening. Yeah. Um, I on would a Saturday. Yeah, on a Saturday. You're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would like to remind everyone that we've got a Patreon. It's Patreon.com/slash/bsccpodcast. It's a great way to support the show, and it's also a fun show. We're talking about the TGIF shows, and thank you so much to everyone who has supported us by subscribing to our Patreon. Thank you. We love you. Yep. And kiss yep. you also. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah, and, and on weeknights. Any night. Any night. Weekend, weeknight, doesn't yeah. matter to me. Uh, please join our Facebook group. It's Baby Nation on Facebook. And rate and review the show wherever you rate and review shows. Please do it. It helps us, I think, a lot. So do it. We're told. We're told it, yeah. it, it helps gotta us. You've got to do it. So oh, you know what? Uh, this is real. I feel like I have never thought I needed to say this, but all the podcasts say it. If you're a listener but not a subscriber. <laughs> oh, yeah. Please subscribe. Just hit it, the subscribe button. Yeah, it's very helpful. Uh, it's the same you to you, advance. except actually it's a much easier for you because they all just like yeah. end up on your device. But it um, makes a world of difference to us. Yeah. You don't have to listen, but you do, it would be helpful to download. But you do have to subscribe, <laughs> yeah, and tell, tell every single one of your friends and family yeah. that too. You don't have to listen to it, but you do have to subscribe. Yeah. It's like our 500th episode and we're finally telling people to subscribe <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> I would like to say that this week we watched a movie. The movie we watched was called 27 Dresses. It's fine. It's not despicable. It's quite Awful. nice. Monstrous. Somebody in the Facebook group today pointed out that we could use a little bit more diversity in the lineup, and it's a good point. So I have selected a few movies from Sarah's Great List with that in okay. mind that you can yep. choose from. They are... I'm going to give you four choices yeah. here. Okay. The Big Sick. The Bodyguard. Ooh. Top five, and how Stella got her groove back. I have pitched you on how Stella got her groove back like okay. ten times, well, and you never once. take the bait. Literally, and once. nor am I, because I'm Literally definitely going to do 1992's The Bodyguard. The Bodyguard. Next week, we're going to be watching The Bodyguard. I've never seen it. I'm excited. <laughs> I am too. And all I remember about Top Five is that I had to do a bunch of ads for it, so I definitely <laughs> never want to watch it. I saw. It. I thought it was pretty funny. Okay. It's Chris Rock. Chris Rock's a national treasure. So we'll keep it on the list. Next week, it's going to be the bodyguard. How Stella got her groove back is going to become like our... our yeah, it's our like, white whale. It's our just, white whale. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't... I don't literally have no idea how Stella got her groove back. No, I, I don't know, know anything about it. All I, I know, know is that when I was like a kid, it was the... Like, it took America by storm. Yeah. It was all anyone was talking out. about. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's watch a bodyguard instead, though. Bodyguard for next week. I would like to tell everyone that this week I have been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. Forgot to do an outro. I uh, hope you and I hope you find your find your uh, f- just fucking like monstrous <laughs> sociopath, awful sociopath, wedding planner who has no interest in ethics and wedding journalism, and spend ever, the rest ever. of your life with them. <laughs> Ever. We might be childhood friends and I might try to